It is Monday, but really, I think, a special Monday in the history of Tulsa. We're joined by Mayor G.T. Bynum to talk about it, the opening of the Discovery Lab. Good morning, Mayor. Yeah, it's a great day. It great is. day. I was, uh, during the break, trying to write down all of these major attractions that have opened just in the last couple of years. Of course, the granddaddy of them all, right next door, the Gathering Place. We've got Greenwood Rising, Church Studios. Woody Guthrie Center, the Dillon Center is going to open in May, Mother Road Market, BMX USA. I know I'm leaving out a bunch. The, the city is on fire right now in terms of things that will make people come to Tulsa. Oh, I, I don't think there has ever been a greater period of just collective investment in our city than is occurring right now. Uh, and the great thing is it's going into things that benefit everybody in our community, I mean, you mentioned several just incredible attractions for us to have here in Tulsa that Tulsans can enjoy and benefit, but that also bring people from around the country mm -hmm. to our city. Uh, and the opening of the Discovery Lab today is yet another important step in that that's going to benefit kids from throughout this whole region of the United States. I mean, it's going to be one of the best children's museums in the whole country. Yeah. And I remember, and now as a grandparent, I was joking with Glenn Schroeder earlier that the, I think the people most excited about this are grandparents. Um, <laughs> but as a parent with young kids, I remember, you know, every time we would go to San Antonio or Indianapolis, the first place we would look up would be the Children's Museum. And th both of those places, by the way, have spectacular children's museums. So for parents with kids, this is really going to make Tulsa a destination. Well, and I really want to give credit because the origin of this is from a group of parents in Tulsa. This mm. is not something that, you know, was thought up at City Hall or the Chamber or some giant philanthropic foundation. This was a group of parents in Tulsa who had that exact same experience you're talking about whenever they would go visit other cities. And they said, why don't we have one of these in Tulsa? We should do this. And led to opening uh, the Discovery Lab, kind of the first iteration of it in one of our old rec centers in, in Owen Park. And I think what really proved the concept out for, for the community was to see how overwhelmingly popular that facility was in a relatively small, comparatively, yeah, uh, rec center. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so I think that got a lot of people in the community thinking, well, gosh, you know, if they can do this in a small rec center. What can they do if we actually build a building that is specifically designed for this purpose? And and I think I know that when we were out promoting uh, public funding for this as part of the Vision Tulsa package, that is what we heard time and time again from people is, wow, that the thing, you know, the deal at Owen Park is awesome. I can't imagine how great it'd be if they had uh, a, a real children's museum building. And, and I think that's what got the philanthropic community on board in a way that they had not been previously. So I give all the credit in the world, one, to that group of parents who had this dream for our city and did not give up on it and, and took a long-term path to get it accomplished. But also the team at the Discovery Lab is world-class. I mean, these are some of the best people in this field in the whole country, many of whom came to Tulsa for the opportunity to build this museum that we're going to open today. And so it's, it's really exciting. And it's exactly what we like to think of when we think of what Tulsa stands for, which is bringing the best that the world has to offer right here to our city. And it's just a stunning piece of architecture, too. It is a beautiful, beautiful building. It is really cool. I remember that, the, you know, I knew it was under construction, but the pandemic 
you know, had us where I'm spending all my time at home on the phone for weeks and months on end. And then the first time I drove down Riverside Drive uh, during the pandemic and drove by, I was like, oh, my goodness, that thing is cruising along and it's right up there on Riverside Drive. And it's a really cool building. And it's right next to, as you mentioned, the greatest park gift in the history of the United States right there uh, along the river next to the gathering place. So this is going to become, uh, you know, what was in the past sort of a, a, a lazy intersection, if you will, mm. for people uh, going up and down Riverside. This is going to become a nexus for this whole region of the country right there at 31st and Riverside. You know, the uh, the river now an attraction as opposed to uh, a maker of destruction, a, a way of transitioning into $137 million to repair the levee system in West Tulsa. Is that enough? Well, uh, according to the folks who've done all the cost estimates, it is. Good. Um, this is, of course, something that that has been studied to no end. And I can tell you from my experience, uh, I previously handled appropriations for the Corps of Engineers for Senator Nichols when he was uh, one of our senators from Oklahoma. And the the Corps does have a tendency to study the cost of things to death before they actually do any construction. So I have a lot of confidence in that number. Um, I will just say, I mean, we were all prepared with our local matching funds. We thought it would be piecemeal one at a time. And to have this massive windfall to do this work, uh, I, I just can't give enough credit, one, to the Corps of Engineers who came here during our flood in 2019 and saw how bad the need was, uh, but also to, to Commissioner Karen Keith and, and to Senator Jim Inhofe, both of whom have been working on this for over a decade to get it funded and have been relentless uh, in in a bipartisan collaboration to, to raise the awareness of federal policymakers to get it funded. And speaking of things drawing people to the city, just let's touch for a moment on the PGA Tour coming here in May. Um, we have four city-owned golf courses. All four of them need repairs to some extent. I've got friends actually going to come in and stay with us uh, in the month of May. I know they're bringing their sticks with. They're going to want to play while they're going to the tournament, you know, uh, can we do anything to make the city golf courses better? So the, the city council and I have been focused on that for a while now. Uh, and as has our parks department, which oversees the golf courses. I mean, I, I, the, the short answer is I think we have a good long-term plan in place with a million dollars in matching funds and a, a motivated group of local leaders who are focused on raising the funds to match that. But we also have to have a, a better resource for ongoing maintenance there. None of that, though, addresses the short-term fix, and that is something that we're looking at. We're very fortunate. We're, uh, I believe, the only city in Oklahoma that also has a county park system. And, and I'll be the first to say the county has just done a much better job uh, of maintaining their parks and their golf courses than we have historically as a city. Uh, and, and those are definitely great options for folks as they come to town, but we're going to try to do what we can within the confines of our budget, uh, to, to improve our golf courses that the challenge for us, of course, is that as part of our park system, 
we always have to evaluate the highest and best use of the of capital funds for parks improvements. And when we have kids playing on old playground equipment that's breaking down and we have buildings with leaking roofs, those have taken the priority uh, for funding to date. And so there hasn't been as much funding as I think golf enthusiasts would like for the courses. But that's just something that we've had to work through and will continue to work through as a city that has a balanced budget and and has to work with the funds we have available. I love talking parks and golf courses with you while hearing the birds in the background. That's yeah, wonderful. I had to come outside because my dog started barking at somebody, and he's very ferocious. Well, the bird's a nice touch, Mayor. Thanks. We'll, right, thank we'll talk you. to you next week. All right. Thank you. Mayor G.T. Bynum.